0: Frequency cast Update Hi, this is Carl and this is Pete. Each month we bring you the frequency cast podcast, our tantalizing take on technology. The mini show you're listening to now is designed to keep you updated whilst we're busy working on the next show. So, Pete, what's
1: new? A few news stories worth covering. We're going to start off with BBC HD. BBC HD? What you mean, more natural creatures coming up closer to you? How do you remember Points of View? Barry Took used to be on the telly years ago.
0: Yeah, wasn't that a thing where everyone slagged off the television programmes from the BBC, told everyone how everything was too late and too early and all the children were offended? But it's actually
1: still running, did you know that? What, Points of View? Points of View, it's on a Sunday afternoon on the BBC One. They never told me. I've got so many complaints. Well, the only reason I watched it is because I was forewarned by an insider that there was going to be something very interesting discussed about BBC HD in points of view last week. They actually had the BBC's head of HD, Danielle Nagler, appearing on Points of View to defend a rather odd allegation about BBC HD. Okay, go on, it's hot gossip, I do love it. Well, the BBC has hacked back its bitrate for HD by 40%.
0: Good grief, it's not so HD after all, is it?
1: Uh, Well, that's the big deal. Before August, it used to run at 16 megabits per second bandwidth, and now it's been hacked down to 9. Well, it's like half... Yeah, it is 40%. So what they did at the start of August is they made this change to the uh, HD encoders allegedly something to do with reducing bandwidth and making everything look common across the platform. But it's got a lot of people up in arms people are a little disappointed that there's been uh, a major reduction in picture quality on HD.
0: Well, I would be. I mean you spent a lot of money on that licence and you just spent a lot of money on a lovely TV set and now they're sending you half quality programmes.
1: Well, this is it. So viewers are complaining that there's been a major reduction in picture quality uh, with one of the people that was on the Kelly saying uh, it makes it little better than standard death right and Mrs Nagler from the BBC came up with this wonderful quote she said there is no evidence that reducing the bit rate has an impact on picture quality
0: Uh, right so she's a technical person isn't she
1: and there's no evidence that there's an absolute relationship between bit rate and picture quality
0: right okay so what industry
1: does she work in again Yeah, head of BBC HD. And she was really kind of implying that these poor people complaining about the uh, quality drop of HD were just sort of imagining it. There's no no difference. Well, I say you're quite, quite wrong. And uh, we had a look on uh, the BBC's own blog to see what uh, viewers were thinking of that. We've also had some of our listeners get in touch, generally being pretty unimpressed with what uh, Ms Nuggler had to say about these uh, HD encoding changes. So perhaps if you're one of these viewers that's imagined a quality drop, You'd like to get in touch with us and tell us what you think of this uh, statement from Auntie Beebe?
0: Well, I suppose alternatively, she could downgrade her glasses so
1: she gets the same quality as everyone else does. <laughs> Funny you mentioned glasses because that leads me on nicely to story number two. Well, are these rose tinted as well? Well, one eye is, yes. Eh? Let me put these glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, you don't look stupid. No, I'm just laughing because of something else behind you, really. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Okay. So I have a rose tinted lens here and a blue tinted lens here. What's the next story about? Is this about 3D by any chance? Funny you say that, yes. It's very difficult uh, reading my show notes here um, with these 3D glasses. On. Let me just pop these off. Yes, we are just a few days away from Channel 4 launching their week of 3D TV. Oh, yeah,
0: I saw this advertised. Do I need those silly
1: glasses then? You do. And do you know where you get these silly glasses? A silly shop? A joke shop? Trick shop? Uh, no. Sainsbury's. Pop into Sainsbury's. There are 10 million pairs of these glasses available prior to the run-up on the 16th of November. So go and get yourself a set of glasses and be ready for Monday the 16th of November when there'll be a whole load of stuff. Are these free? Yes, they are. And would you like to know what's on? What, on television? In 3D. You're going to be scared. Friday the 13th, part three. I've seen one or two yet. Can you put those on first? The greatest 3D moments ever. Wow. Darren Brown's 3D magic spectacular. No, I won't stay in for that one. And the headline one is the Queen in 3D, including 3D footage of her coronation.
0: And, and I'll be watching that one because, no, I think uh, I think the greatest moments in 3D is what I'll be staying in
1: for then. Then um, you remember we have our 3D guru. Every time we talk about 3D, a chap pops up and says, "Go and watch Star Trek," and and talks about colour phase glasses and, and and stuff. So let's say hello to this chap. Oh, Ian Coxall. Absolutely. And what he's had to say is he's grabbed himself a handful of these 3D glasses from Sainsbury's, blue and orange. I do feel this will give the brain a little turmoil as the blue does strange things to colours like red and green. I will say, though, that freeze-framing the trailer on Channel 4, I was able to see a slight uh, 3D effect. So I guess the prognosis is reasonable, even if the colours are a bit, well, strange. Whilst the best 3D effects are obtained in the cinema while using polarising filters, I think my rotating camera shots still give the most realistic 3D effects for TV. So that was that bit in Star Trek Insurrection where data is circling Picard and you get this very good 3D effect. That was good. I did enjoy it. There you go. Next story, iPhone. Who do you phone? The iPhone. It's been out for two years. (gasps) Happy birthday to you. Seems like a lot longer, doesn't it? The iPhone's kind of taken over a bit, really. Yeah. Thanks for that insightful <laughs> comment. Uh, so, yes, it has been two years, which actually does mean that there's one uh, landmark milestone that's occurred, which is the exclusivity contract that O2 has to distribute the iPhone has just expired. And Orange have been very quick to leap on the bandwagon. And as of a day or so ago, they are now selling the Apple iPhone as well. Wow, Orange. Oh, we like orange, don't we? It's my favourite colour. Did I mention it before? Yes, only 18 times. Um, oddly, though, they're not actually going to try and undercut O2 in the form of tariffs, so they're still going to be pitching at around £30 as a starting point for a tariff. They have done one odd thing, though, which is they're capping their monthly data allowance. So with O2 and their internet connection, you get an unlimited connection, um, whereas Orange are hacking it down to 750 meg a month.
0: That's a very interesting number, and some people out there have been inspired by that in a detrimental way. I, on the other hand, am a little bit confused as to what you're talking about. Should I bother asking you at this point?
1: No. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> right, let's talk digital switchover. Oh, I wish you would. Okay, now, if you happen to live in the northwest of England... Right. ...a fair number of people suddenly started getting Welsh TV. Welsh TV, that's a bit disheartening, so it all went sort of foreign on them. No comment. Um, so, yeah, a week or so ago, we started getting all sorts of reports from people in the northwest of England, particularly in the Liverpool and Manchester area, saying that instead of getting sort of northwest BBC regional TV, they were getting Welsh TV. Why is that then? <laughs> well, it's all to do with the digital switchover and North Wales. Now, they have a lovely, huge transmitter there, which I'm not even going to try and pronounce. How- how's your Welsh? Try that one. Oh, that's an easy word. That's Molly Puck. There you go. So, that transmitter in North Wales. Very badly pronounced by Carl there, I'm sure. Apologies to all our Welsh listeners. was upgraded in readiness for the digital switchover. And because that transmitter is so powerful, it was actually upsetting boxes hundreds of miles away in the Liverpool and Manchester area by being slightly stronger than the local Winter Hill transmitter. Good grief. The good news is Winter Hill itself has just gone digital as well. So this is slowly beginning to sort itself out. So Winter Hill has had its BBC2 service switched off and by the 2nd of December it'll have all the analogue TV services switched off and it will be fully digital, including the 70 or so uh, relay transmitters. Well, that's good news then. Also sticking with Wales, the Long Mountain transmitter, which serves east and central Wales, has completed its first round of switch and Wales will be fully digital by March 2010. So the Welsh will be very happy. Uh, so, I'm thinking, what happens to our kind of music? Well, our kind of music is now doing this. Shocking. Digital radio station, our kind of music, has gone. And, boy, there's a lot of people up in arms about it. I would be. So this station started in 2005, and it's sort of a jazz and easy listening station, Cole Porter, Irving Berlin, Gershwin, that kind of thing. And It's been available in parts of the UK, including Bristol and Bath, Swindon, Reading, Basingstoke, Chelmsford, Southend, that, those kind of areas, on the local digital multiplex. It's gone, it's finished, it's an internet-only station now, and a lot of people very miffed. Actually, that's very disgruntling. I love the word disgruntled, don't you? (laughs) And if you fancy complaining, visit our forum and say some good things about our kind of music. Yes, point out your point of view. Thank you very much. Two Offer News snippets for you now. Sky, thinking of upgrading to Sky? Obviously. Good. Uh, If you sign up by the 17th of December, you'll get a £50 Marks and Sparks voucher, and they're also offering a free HD box at the moment. Excellent. Just in time for the Christmas movies, and you can spend the money on your dinner. And BT have been quick to leap in as well. Until the 11th of December, customers ordering a triple package or calls and broadband will get three months of free broadband. Also, if you're looking at getting BT Vision, you can save yourself £45 and get a free BT Vision box. Fantastic. And next... One other little thing. BBC iPlayer coming to Freesat in December. There you go. So on-demand telly from Freesat, which will be a first... I'm looking forward to that one as well now. And two quick emails to go through. Uh, First of all, in the last show, we had a message from Ken asking about sat-navs. Do you remember that? Vaguely, can you remind me how big they are, how small they are? Do they fit in your car? No, he was asking about height and weight and and width restrictions. So he's got a camper van or an RV or something like that, and he was after a decent recommendation for a sat-nav that could cope with height and width restrictions.
0: Oh, yes, giving um, road reports like bridge size, heights,
1: things like that, yes. That's the one. So Graham Chu got in touch. He says he recommends the Actis range, which is available from directions.ltd.uk, and that can be purchased with truck mapping, which adds these features to standard mapping software. I've not tried the latest version 9 software, says Graham, but I have used earlier versions with no problems. So there you go, Ken, one to check out. How do you spell that? Uh, A-C-T-I-S. Okay, and we also got one from John Titman. On the subject of electronic books. John says for the last few years he's been reading e-books from Moby Pocket and FictionWise in the USA. Lately, the publishers, including Random House and others, have started imposing geographical restrictions on downloads to the UK, making my subscription to FictionWise useless. Well, oh, that's no good. After searching for a British company who can provide a similar service, I've drawn a blank. I think it is time that UK publishers started catering for customers who are being encouraged to buy ebook readers. Yes, getting UK electronic books, you are kind of tied to uh, to, to Waterstones and W. H. Smiths and a couple of other uh, smaller providers. So, if anyone out there has any good recommendations for a decent UK-based ebook service, please let us know.
0: Well, that's all for this update. Our next full-length show is due out on the 1st of the next month. Visit www.frequencycast.co.uk to get in touch and sign up to news updates and news on the next show. Be ready for our next tantalising take on technology due out on the 1st of December. Please tell your chums about FrequencyCast and spread the word.
1: FrequencyCast. Update. Complete.